Gotta punch a baby in the face! A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And trailers, trailers, trailers this week. That's right. Come on down to the Superhero Slate podcast, where we don't only have one trailer to talk about, not even two. And you may think I'm stopping at three, but no. Four trailers came out last week. Four trailers. How much did that cost us to watch this? Oh, man. It cost us nothing. But this is, like, jam-packed. We got so much to talk about. Like like I've said before, stated in the podcast, I really love talking about rumors. I really love talking about trailers. So this is really, really exciting. Uh, You know, we're not just, like, speculating off little casting news and stuff like that. Uh, We're talking about some meaty goodness trailers. We got some... We got some premiere trailers. We got some like second. We got some like second release trailers. And I think, if I remember, I think one of them is like the third trailer, I believe. But we'll talk about that when we get there. So all ranges of lifespans of trailers. This is going to be an awesome episode. And all this stuff came like I think the first of these trailers came out. I think later after we recorded last it was week. Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it was a Fantastic Beasts trailer. Spoiler yeah. alert. We're going to talk about it later. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the first one. So they've been coming out all week. So we've just been saving them up, getting them ready. So like they all landed on our plates for this episode. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. I love trailers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I want to see them in the movie theater. I haven't had a chance to go to the theaters lately. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess Batman v Superman. But I, I want to watch them. Like, I want to see them in, in the, the theaters because that, that big screen feel oh, yeah. dark vibe I'm, just makes them so much better yeah i mean just before we started uh recording we went and rewatched all of them of course so they were fresh in our minds and this was the first time i listened to them with earbuds in and i'm not much of an audiophile so usually when i'm watching anything like even if i load a trailer up on my 60 inch tv in the other room um the sound is still coming from the internal speakers that are built into the TV. But, like, putting in, like, headphones and, like, listening to it just totally changes it. So, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting down into a screen. More than likely, I would think at least half of these are going to show up in front of a Civil War here in a couple weeks. So I'm getting really excited. I'm really stoked. We're, We're really getting into the summer here. I don't think technically on the calendar it is summer yet. but Not till June. It is starting to feel like it, and I don't care what the calendar says. As soon as the first summer blockbuster comes out, it's summer. I yeah, I agree. First week in May, summer. Uh, I'm wearing shorts today, so it's, for me, it's a little summer. Like if, <laughs> oh, I, if I'm wearing shorts, it's a big day because I went out and bought a new desk to record uh, the podcast on. It mm-hmm. actually has to get shipped to me, so I don't have it yet, which is a bummer. But it's ideal. It's a perfect desk. I flipped my little office around, mm-hmm. um, so I'm recording from a different side. So if you know, if you guys may have heard a couple of popping sounds from my microphone the past couple of weeks, hopefully moving around will help the feng shui get the pops out. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm really thinking. Um, but I'm really excited. It's been a busy weekend, but I'm ready to get into this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked. I, I've been, I've been holding off talking. So yeah, we 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 do our best to try to bury the lead. We've talked about some of these trailers in advance, but some of them I don't really have any idea what your what your feelings are. But I, but as we get into this uh, next one, before you tell me your opinion, 
I'm going to tell you what I think you're thinking because like I feel like I, I, I'm getting to know I'm getting to know you well enough and how you watch trailers. So I think I know the big points that you've pulled out of each trailer. Okay, so first off, let's do this. Suicide Squad mm-hmm. titled The Blitz Trailer. This is not numbered, but I would qualify as a third trailer. Yeah, I think I think so. And I am going to wager, hopefully, I don't think this is going to be the last trailer because as we've seen with Batman and Superman, they really shoved it, shoved that down our throats trailer-wise. I'm kind of hoping this is the last trailer that I will watch. Um, uh, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get inundated a little bit too much. So this might be the last one for me, but we'll have to wait and see. Yes, definitely. Uh, Go ahead and tell me what you think I thought. This is this is interesting for me because I have no idea what you think I thought. <laughs> well, if, if I had to pull out the big points, uh, it's definitely going to be that we are seeing a little bit more of characters that we haven't seen before. So we saw, um, I think her name's what, uh, Katana. Katana. And, and um, who's the other one? The ghostly, the go- ghostly ghoul. What's her name? Oh, Forgot. Enchantress. Enchantress, yeah. So we saw two of them, and you you are really, really uh, trying to figure out where the hell Enchantress mix fits in with this mix up, and uh, that's I think that's the point that you're that you're taking away from this. So yeah, there's a couple things. Also, we get to see uh, Slipknot shoot his rope and kind of fly up and out of the mm-hmm. way. Uh, I think he's the first to die. I honestly think he'll be the first <laughs> to die on the team. But I also agree, Enchantress is never with the team again. I want to mm-hmm. point that out. She's never with the team in like these big action scenes. But we actually get to see the um, uh, room that she's in. In the last trailer, she was in like a look like the White House room, like a war room, and we get to see a little bit more of that this time. So I think she's in that room. She is the person that Waller brings in to say we can use these people, and she's she's that person. Um, what I really want to point out, and I, I I hope you notice, is Batman is all over this trailer. Oh yeah, and I I think it's a little bit of a um, of a misdirection. Uh, I don't know if they're kind of. Um they're uh, selling something that they, they don't actually have. Cause I don't think Batman's going to be in this movie that much. <laughs> well, I, 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 I hear my assumptions. He is in the flashback scene showing how we got to this point. My, mm. my new assumption is that the tattooed man and the Joker are in cahoots and they're the bad guys in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the Joker's trying to get Harley, like get her and like free her from this, you know, thing. But at mm-hmm. the same time in this trailer, I get the vibe that he tossed her to the water so he could get away. Like he drove the car off the cliffs, and Batman would have to jump in to save Harley, so he could get away from Batman. Yeah, and, I, I I think that that makes sense to me. And that's just kind of from watching this. And but, but Batman, we never see his face. Like it's only action scenes. So I'm like, how much did Ben Affleck really do in this? Like, is it just all stuntmen? And we just like he'll like do like two lines, but, like I'm Batman, and then that's it. Like I don't know how much he's really in it. Like I agree with you. I don't think yeah. we're gonna get a lot of Ben Affleck, but I think it's in flashbacks more than. Uh, current time frames. Yeah, and at the same time, I, I hope nobody out there is super excited to get a whole bunch of Batman. I don't really mind if he's... It, I, honestly, he could have not been in the movie at all, and it really wouldn't have rustled my jimmies any in either direction. So um, overall, the, the trailer had a similar vibe to the other ones because we kind of have this um, kind of like classic rock song playing in the background, and it's, it's upbeat, and there's some funny stuff going on. And we, we've, we saw some familiar action scenes kind of just like from the d- different angles. Um, I was excited to see more of Katana because I think she's a really cool character, so I'm glad we got a little bit more of her. Um, I think it was a good. Some... It was a. It was a good trailer. It didn't necessarily like uh, knock me, uh, knock me out of my chair. It didn't necessarily blow my socks off. But I'm looking forward to the movie. But I don't think I need any more trailers. I'm pretty much set up with what this movie is going to deliver to me. I think I need one more thing to show. Maybe like 
the tattooed man or like his abilities if he is the villain. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting very generic kind of action shots. I want to see mm-hmm. one unique action shot that we'll only get in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we want to see like these supposed bad guys fighting generic other bad guys, like yeah, like that's cool. We see. I want I want one unique shot that's really gonna sell this movie to me. And on top of that, something interesting about this, it really felt like the Guardians of the Galaxy the second trailer. Because in the first one, we got hooked on a feeling, and in the second one, we got Spirit in the Sky, which is kind of like mm-hmm. how we kind of got the original. I don't remember the first song from the su- the first Suicide Squad trailer, and then that's saying something. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Beastie Boys, was it? Because that's all the other movies used. No, that, that's in the other trailer we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't Beastie Boys. But either way, um, oh, it was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And mm. in this one, we got... Um, you know, uh, ballroom blitz. So I feel like they're kind of still going. I don't. I hate to use the Guardians of the Galaxy comparison. I don't want to be like, oh, they're they're copying Marvel. But I feel like that kind of that it was a little bit the same. It was, it no, was creepily I, I, the same. I think it's a it's an okay comparison, mainly because Guardians of the Galaxy really took that soundtrack to heart and they incorporated all of those songs on the soundtrack into the movie. But I feel it's like that spirit in the sky. Yeah, I feel like this is more of a marketing. Like the the people that cut the trailers wanted to use these songs. I don't think we're going to see these songs in the movie. It would be a pleasant surprise if we did, but I don't think we're getting any of these songs in the movie at all. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I just I just find the the interesting that they use the same you know '80s kind of rock um, <laughs> ballads there. And then lastly, the Suicide Squad logo is getting a little more colorful and brighter than <laughs> we first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the image making the rounds uh, this week. Is that it shows all four Suicide Squad images um from the logo from the first unveiling to the second first trailer second trailer and then this trailer mm-hmm. it's getting brighter and more rainbowy behind it as as we move along i would um, hope it, i would hope it's intentional maybe not so much as they're responding to the crowd's reaction but i would like the idea of like okay every trailer we're going to release we're going to make it just brighter and louder and crazier so by the time the movie's almost out it's just like yelling in your face uh, it, it seems to be more exciting if it's intentional and if it's not they're yeah. trying to like craft it as they move along, you know? I think, I mean, it, to me, it's more akin to the Joker and Harley's colors in the film. And I would like mm-hmm. to see a Joker takeover trailer where he's like hijacked a trailer and like it's like a Joker version, which would be really mm-hmm. cool. So either I agree with you. Suicide Squad didn't blow me off my feet, but we got to see a lot of cool stuff. And I'm really excited for this mm-hmm. going forward, which brings us to our next topic, Batman. We talked about him a little bit in there. He could be in the movie. Uh, Warner Brothers confirms there is a Batman solo film in the works. No release date yet, but it is being worked on with Ben Affleck directing the movie as well. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty big news. It seems a little softer than what... Um, I think people have been taking it as because we've heard we heard the rumors already that have been circling around even like months back, and um, at the same time uh, we had all these trailers that came out, so the news got buried a little bit. But this is this is really really big, and I think uh, Warner Brothers realizes Batman was easily uh, unanimously the best part of the Batman Superman movie we put out. Ben Affleck is an, an award winning amazing director. I mean, we have a really, really good shot of making probably one of the best Batman movies of all time. So it's a no-brainer. I am really glad that Ben Affleck's on board. You know, I think uh, Ben Affleck probably liked the idea of playing Batman because he's like, oh, I get to get super buff and jacked. You know, I get to play a superhero. You know, I'm sure he's – I don't know personally his relationship with comic books like growing up. But, you know, who knows? He could have been like a really comic book geek growing up. Uh, but I never really saw him as someone embracing, like, creating a story around the character. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that he's down for it. 
Yeah, he does kind of tend to, to work in like you know more true to life stories, um, things that could be you know more real and grounded, mm-hmm. I guess. So Batman's really out of his wheelhouse. Um, but again, we go back to like his early days. You know, he he's got that friendship with Kevin Smith, and you know he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, so he's got like a goofier, lighthearted side where he can, I can really I feel like he could get down with that crowd and and and, and please them. I guess is is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was kind of buried a little bit. We've been talking about it. We've been presuming rumors on and off, on and off. But Warner Brothers confirmed it. Big solid win for them this week. Great news for Batman. I'm looking forward to that. We don't know when it is. I'm guessing it's probably one of those unreleased or unannounced dates that we mm-hmm. we, we, we reported last year. But it, I think it might be a little farther out than we think. So, Well, I'm excited. I think we're uh, both excited. So. Yeah. Also, Suicide Squad is a Batman film because they did confirm that every villain in Suicide Squad has a history with Batman. Which oh, I okay. which I talked about <laughs> months and months ago. I'm like, this is a Batman. All these are Batman villains. So um, I'm glad I'm glad I was finally right yet again. <laughs> so really, the biggest news for for me this week and, and you and everybody else I know is the Doctor Strange trailer dropping on Tuesday. Yeah, most definitely, we had lots of news dropping this week, and this wasn't the first trailer this week. It wasn't the last trailer, but it was right there in the juicy middle. And man, did the cream rise to the top! Did it ever. And I think what really makes this one stand out is we knew about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't something that was sprung on us like the other three. This one was pre-planned, premeditated. I stayed up late watching Jimmy Kimmel Live to to see this trailer premiere on the TV. Mm -hmm. And out of all the trailers, uh, this is the the premiere. This is the first of the first. Yes, it is. So, um, number one to me... To, uh, I think what really makes it stand out is uh, Marvel says they're going away from origin stories after Doctor Strange, but this origin story looks so similar to the cartoon movie uh-huh. that I, it just makes me that much more excited for uh-huh. it. Um, it's a couple things I, I, I walked away with from uh, uh, there's a lot of great visuals in this, very visually appealing. Um, an example is the villain Mads Mikkelsen's walking down the hallway, it looks like, uh-huh. but everything's like rotating around him, kind of like clocks. Uh, a, a city is folding in on top of another city, but there's like a third city. It's like an inception kind of deal mm-hmm. there at the end. And um, the astral projection look whenever um, Strange gets knocked out of his body was really, really well done. I, I, I some I guess somewhat I kind of looked at it as like the ghost, um, vi- like how the ghosts look in the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, this will probably make more sense when we see it in the context of the whole rather than just this one. Small yeah, it section. was really funny. Uh, I had kind of a, a similar feeling like this whole trailer had just amazing, stunning visuals. I love the score that ran through the whole thing. Uh, we didn't really get a whole lot of Doctor Strange. You know, we got a lot of Stephen Strange, but not a whole lot of him being like, uh, I guess the I guess it makes it weird saying the Doctor because he is a Doctor, and we actually did get to see him be the Doctor. We didn't get to see Benedict Cumberbatch be the superhero that he's going to come into. It was more just like, oh, look at all this craziness that he's going to be dealing with on the road to getting there, which makes sense for his origin story. So we had a lot of these awesome visuals. But yeah, that moment when he gets knocked out of his body, he's kind of leaning back, looking at his hands. That just seemed kind of weird when I saw it, like just his expression. I think uh, in the whole grand scheme of thing, when the whole scene is set up, it's going to make a lot more sense. But uh, I easily forgot about that as we got into the rest of the trailer. And then I just I just love the vibe of it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what Benedict Cumberbatch is going to sound like with his American accent. 
because uh, we we did get a little bit of voiceover was what of what he could mm-hmm. sound like, but we haven't really gotten really a scene yet. So I'm just I'm trying to nail down what his accent's going to be because he's he had a like I'd say like two main dialogue parts. One of them sounded basically like everyone said he sounds just like House. Um, a Hugh Laurie in house and then there was another thing where he kind of sounded a little bit more like Benedict so I'm not really sure what mix we're going for here um, but either way I, I, this this movie just looks uh, fantastical and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's an awesome uh, premiere trailer and then we really didn't get a whole lot of um, information we just got a whole lot of uh, interesting visuals so it makes me looking forward to the next trailer you know yeah, so, yeah, we didn't get to see Wong, uh, his, his assistant, in the Sanctum Sanctorum. We did only see a little bit of the, the Sanctum Sanctorum uh, when he's walking up the steps at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously got his, you know, Doctor, uh, Sorcerer Supreme garb on as he's walking up there. And you're right, we didn't get to see a lot of that. This is a very much a tease. Very much a tease. Full. Because I think they're going back through and they're going to do the ADR, so maybe they haven't nailed down the dialect just yet. Mm-hmm. And they're recording that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's safe to say that... Um, uh, Chiwetel Ford looks really great as Baron Mordo, the the sidekick, um, the the ancient one uh, played by Tilda Swinton. Fantastic! I didn't expect to see her be bald, mm-hmm. um, or or what that is. That's great. I think that's a, a nice, uh, it's a nice update on that character the, of the ancient one. And um, again, we don't still don't know who the bad guy is. There's a lot of tease going on here. I want to see more magic go on. I think we're going to see that in the second trailer once the effects are kind of worked on a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it's seen as the movie did wrap filming a week ago i'm really surprised we're getting a teaser this early in the year um i think it's to kind of lead into civil war i think uh, again i'm no facts no knowledge for me whatsoever uh, but for um civil war which we actually isn't on our list today um but be wary that there are reviews out now so you could definitely be spoiled on this film maybe he's in the maybe he's in the end credits i don't know maybe that would be cool to see him in the end credits of, of civil war yeah i th- so. i think my my biggest takeaway from this trailer is how excited I am to add uh, Benedict Cumberbatch to the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Like, we obviously love him. He's an amazing actor. I can't wait until uh, the, the next uh, Sherlock uh, season comes out. Like, he's just, uh, he's amazing. I love everything that he's in. So I'm really glad that we get to add somebody of this caliber to the Marvel Universe. I think he's going to bring a lock to it. So, yeah, this new trailer knocked it out of the park. Um, definitely looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Me too. No matter how far away that is. Uh, now, here's a bit of a fun fact. We got the f- official title of the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely not what I was expecting. Yes. Uh, I will say last week I was wrong. It was one of the titles we reported on. Mm-hmm. And it's called Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and there's also a potential logo. Uh, I guess it's a first draft logo is what I'm going to call it. Because this movie doesn't come out for what I, I said, I think, 18 to 19 months. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is just a first draft. We've seen Marvel evolve their logos as the movies go mm-hmm. on. Um, but Spider-Man Homecoming is, is, is a, I guess, it's several meanings to it. Because first off, there's homecoming dances for high schoolers, mm-hmm. right? You know, those stupid things. And um, Homecoming is the title of an issue, the very first issue after Marvel's original Secret Wars from Amazing Spider-Man, where both Captain America and Iron Man both show up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of see the cover. He's got his black suit on on the cover, and he's like swinging with someone under his arm. It's an homage to one of the original Spider-Man covers, which is a really, really it's a, it's a very interesting issue because that's when black suit and Spider-Man first you know appeared in the regular universe because he found it during Secret Wars. Mm. 
Um, th- does that mean we're going to get Black Suit Spider Man in Homecoming? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, it, it's very, it's a very, it's was chosen because of many reasons, and you know it may not work right now. But I think this may be something that grows on us over time. Yeah, and, and they, uh, there's kind of also an unintended uh, definition of homecoming where Spider-Man is kind of partially um, coming back to Marvel where he belongs, Marvel Studios. Um, I, I'm fine with the name. The only problem I have with it from a creative point of view is the logo looks like garbage. It looks like trash. Like when I, when I first saw the image, I, I very instinctually either one didn't think it was real. It was fan made because it looked so bad. Or two, I thought maybe it was for like an animated uh, something, something with a smaller budget, maybe not as much time put into it. Like it's a really weird like webbing kind looking font and they just for some reason put the logo in or the the Spider-Man icon for the O and coming. It just looks really weird and haphazard and all over the place. Like obviously no one's going to react to it as aggressively as I would as someone coming from a design background. But yeah, the logo looks like garbage, so I'm very much looking forward to this getting updated and looking better. Uh, but I have no problem with the name. I, th- I think the name works out, and um, we were speculating, are we going to get Spectacular Spider-Man? Are we going to get some sort of twist on that? But no, they're just going with straight-up Spider-Man, adding a tagline. That kind of works with how the Marvel Universe is laying out. Yeah, and again, that goes back to my, my what I said last week, in that people will get confused if you give it another, you know, adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the common viewer, the mo- the people who go like, oh, which Spider-Man is it? Is it Amazing Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man or just Spider-Man? But I think I think Homecoming really, again, nails that Marvel's going to try to get away with numbers and do subtitles going mm-hmm. forward. So, But also, a couple bits of news on it is that it is a Sony Pictures production of a Marvel Studios film per Kevin Feige who pretty much gave us all our news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marvel are the creative producers, and they're working on the script and the casting and the introduction of the movie. Um, but Sony's just kind of, you know, I guess getting, like, producing credit, I guess, is how this works. So Marvel's doing all the legwork. Sony's getting some kickbacks, but we can trust in Marvel that Sony can't mess this up, I Yeah, think. it, it kind of sounds like maybe S- Sony's... Uh, understanding that Marvel knows what they're doing. They're taking a backseat. You know, the contracts have already been signed. They they understand that, you know, the percentage of, you know, Spider-Man uh, of the box office that they bring in has already been set. So they know, like, hey, these guys have knocked it out of the park every time. Let's stay out of it. Hopefully no egos get inflated over there studio-wise. I, I, it gets me so upset that this these are things I have to think about when I think about Spider-Man. I have to think about stupid executives. Like I don't want to have to think about that. So I'm glad Kevin Feige is cracking the whip over there and no one at Sony. You know, Go ahead. Just give, well, give Sony their like distribution rights or whatever. Just give them their – just sign their check and just send them along, you know? Well, the thing is, it's not Sony. It was, it was uh, Avi Arad who did all the a lot of the Marvel films and all the so- the Spider Man movies, like since the beginning of, of comic book movies in the two thousands. Uh-huh. And part of the deal is that he he was essentially Marvel's studios president until two thousand six when Feige took over, uh-huh. and as you know, gave us the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And part of this deal is that Arad cannot touch this movie. <laughs> he will not be in the same room. He cannot be near it. Because like the the bad blood between them is so bad, but Feige's able to rise above that and, and work on a business level mm-hmm. and get him out of there. Thank God. Um, and uh, you know, on that note, you know, a couple of rumors about this movie is we're getting a big strong rumor that um, 
the the guy who was in Birdman. Man, I'm blanking on my my names right now. Uh, Kevin Costner, right? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael no, <laughs> I was close. Michael I Keaton. wasn't close, but Damn, Michael Keaton. Son, the original Batman <laughs> uh, is is rumored to be in Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. And um, now I don't know who he's gonna play, but on the separate rumor is that the Vulture was rumored to appear in the film in one of the first drafts, but not the main villain in that draft. But that could have been updated. Now, do you see Michael Keaton being the vulture? I, I think it. I think it makes sense. Uh, uh, funny thing is, is, he was you know quote unquote Birdman, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but and bat and a Batman. I, I think yeah, that's true. He he's good at playing flying creatures. Uh, it, I think it makes sense specifically when it comes to Vulture because we haven't seen uh, that villain yet in any of these Spider-Man movies that we've gotten. You know, uh, Spider-Man, his strongest villain by far is usually uh, Goblin or Doc Ock, but we've we've seen those guys established pretty well in the other movies. Yeah, we didn't really get the best Lizard. Uh, We got a horrible Electro, but we haven't seen any Vulture at all, so I think it makes sense to bring him in this movie. I do. I would always want to see Mysterio, uh, to be honest. After the stuff they're going to do with Doctor Strange, seeing Mysterio visuals on screen would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And absolutely rock my world, yeah. uh, to be honest. So I'm, I'm, I don't care who he is, but uh, you know, Michael Keaton would be a good grab mm-hmm. um, in, into this. Because I think it'd be funny if you know Batman comes into this world, but you know DC took um, the character who played J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson and put him as Commissioner Gordon. Be a nice flip flop yeah. of, of of characters and actors and roles. Yeah, so. one thing that I I kind of am hoping for. One thing that I think would be cool if they're envisioning uh, this Spider Man as a as a trilogy. He's going to get his own suite of movies. I would love it to be a slow build to uh, the villain in the third movie. I I really I loved the Goblin from the Ultimate Universe. Uh, and I, I would really love to see that just beastly creature uh, come to the big screen. And so I would love to see basically Norman Osborn kind of slowly build up over three movies. So it'd be super cool. Yeah, give us like Mysterio and Homecoming and a little bit of Vulture. Uh, you know, maybe maybe bring back Doc Ock in, in the second one again. Um, and then like bring us a Goblin in the third one. I, I would love that. That's kind of, I think, how I'd like the villains to lay down. Yeah, I mean, they also have Craven the Hunter to pull from, and you know a couple other characters, mm-hmm. a chameleon that they could use. So there's a lot of ideas and options. Mm-hmm. So Spider Man's Spider Man has a lot of potential, and as long as he don't you know hit us over the head with the other old things uh, some more, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to the one Spider Man movie I'm not really interested in: the animated Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our first logo. Look at the logo, and it just says "Animated Spider-Man." It's got the same Spider-Man uh, font as in when it says "Spider-Man," uh, but it says "Animated." It's done by Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and none of the Lego movies. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know nothing about this one, but I think uh, Avi Arad ha- can is doing this one, oh, so no. I, I don't trust it as much. Um, but it doesn't exist in the cinematic universe. It's just I think Marvel gave them the ability to do their own animated movie how they wanted to do it. In turn for getting, you know, the live action. Yeah, it's still just so. really, really weird. I don't understand where these animated movies are supposed to just set, you know, just in the calendar. You know, um, I really liked the Lego movies uh, because they're, they're, they're their own thing. They can kind of be satirical and they can kind of make fun of uh, properties out there. And they don't really have to deal with that. But 
with an animated movie, I just can't imagine an animated Spider-Man movie just being like funny, tongue-in-cheek, just a laugh romp comedy movie. It's going to be action adventure. So it just it's weird that it's animated because these are the kind of things that you would expect maybe going direct to Netflix or something like that. It's just hard for me to imagine this to be occupying a big screen and really commanding um, a box office on a weekend. It's just a, such a weird project, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think maybe this might be, again, uh, Sony being stupid and seeing how well the DC animated films are doing uh-huh. and trying to put it there's in the cinematic forefront rather than relegating them to just home release and digital release, uh-huh. which honestly would probably be a better option for this at this point. Uh-huh. But uh, whatever. Uh, again, Phil Lord, Chris Miller did great in the Lego movie. Maybe they can do something with this. We don't know. But I'm really I'm, – I'm not looking forward yeah, to it. Don't, I, don't put it on my radar. And it's hard to put much weight to it either just because we haven't heard hardly any news about this. Like, yeah, we have like a directors, but even this like screenshot, it doesn't even look official. It's like – it looks like someone uh, – it's, it, it's an official. It's from CinemaCon uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So this was from a Sony panel. Uh, the screenshot does look iffy, but it is from Cinema. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of uh, looks like a project that honestly I could see. Like maybe we're doing, we're recording an episode in 2017, and we still haven't heard anything more about the movie, and then it just gets quietly pushed to the side, and it never happens. You know? Yeah, I, I yeah. Whatever it happens, we'll we'll see what it yeah. does. But I mean, we'll let you know. <laughs> definitely not something we're not uh, we're not chomping at the bit to get more mm-hmm. of. Uh, instead, how about some Black Panther? News? Yeah, man, what's going All on right. with Black Panther? So, uh, Kevin Feige, again, talking, talking all week, all week, uh, has confirmed the director, Ryan Coogler, is helping work on the script as well. Awesome. Um, so he's involved with that. Really, really great news. Not much on that, but filming begins in early 2017. So, um, if my production schedule holds up, right now they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. They'll swing into Spider-Man, uh, in a couple months, then Thor, and then Black Panther as soon as uh, the year starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might be getting some set photos and stuff and you know, about another year, about another uh, what, twenty or fifty episodes or so mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be talking <laughs> about Black Panther screen screenshots and um I, I think that's cool. I'm really excited. I want to see more of him in Civil War. I'm really excited to see his introduction there and how uh, he comes across because Black Panther is a really cool yeah. character and um, you know what? I picked up um, yeah. I was going to say, I, I like how we're measuring time now by number of Superhero Slate episodes. I think that should be the the I think that should be the standard. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. So, I mean, we can we can make it a it's not a sliding scale, I guess. We do it every week, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. we? <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I'm really excited to see where, where Black Panther comes and how he how he rides and and where that comes from. Because again, I picked up uh, the Empire magazine that has the image of. Uh, Tony and uh, Steve and they're doing the, the Civil War comic book cover where he's blasting the shield mm-hmm. and uh, there's a big article on the, just Black Panther alone in there so it was really cool to read about that and, and see how that's going to you know unfold over over the next coming months and years mm-hmm. so Black Panther all the way man his new comic book came out two weeks ago I think uh, really awesome series you probably should pick it up if you're into comic books yeah that's my that's my pick of the yeah. week i, I guess, think isn't isn't the read. new book being written by like a macarthur genius grant or somebody like somebody like really really smart uh, ta- is writing the tanahisi coats yeah i think the dude's like won like awards know. and he's like a genius and like i don't i, I like maybe like not nobel prize or something like that but the dude is like up there and it was like big news i think when they said he was going to be writing a comic book so yeah i've heard good things yeah. about that <laughs> he's a he's a national correspondent for the atlantic mm-hmm. so um that and he from howard university i guess macarthur fellowship yeah so there you go um really really cool really cool 
Um, on top of that, let's talk about some Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. I mentioned that the production schedule. We're gonna we're gonna move around a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Tessa Thompson, uh, an actress from the movies Creed and Selma, which are actually you know Ryan Coogler did Creed, so that's awesome, mm-hmm. has joined the film Thor Ragnarok as a kind of superhero that will appear in other Marvel films as well. Ooh, that's cool. Um, rumor right now is she's Valkyrie. All right, all right, all right. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> Judging by her look, I would have pegged her more as in a Miss America Chavez um, or, um, you know, some other, you know, I guess, African-American superhero. Mm. Um, but if they want her to be a Valkyrie, that's fine, too. I, mean, I don't care. They can add whoever they want. I'm just glad that they got rid of Natalie Portman. Yeah, I really hope. <laughs> I, I can't confirm. I cannot confirm they got rid of Natalie Portman, but they should not be using Natalie Portman. <laughs> We can only hope. I agree with I agree with that. Yeah, I mean nothing against her. She just didn't really add anything to the movie. Uh, damsel in distress. Who who was me? Mm-hmm. And 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 but she's also supposed to be a nerd and smarter than the Asgard. I don't I don't know. I'm really confused now. I'm really frustrated. Let's move yeah. on to Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rudd is working on the story confirmed. While Peyton Reed is talking with Marvel about how to proceed with the film. Uh, all right, that I wasn't expecting Paul Rudd to get his hands dirty on the story, but. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he loves being a superhero and he really loves the role. So I'm assuming he'll approach it with, um, with the appropriate amount of attention that it deserves. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think he's really involved in the character. Uh, he's in civil war as well. Another, another character in civil war and, um, really excited to kind of see where he goes with that. Really, 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 really excited. <laughs> uh, so a man of the wasp, uh, I guess that's 20, not 17, but 2018 mm-hmm. after infinity war part one. Yeah, so about, so, what's that, about a hundred plus superhero slate episodes. Yes. I would say probably 120 maybe before we, we really talk about that movie, uh, or do a spoiler cast on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, we'll, we'll keep you posted on a man of the wasp. That's for sure. Wasp looks awesome. We know that's for mm-hmm. a fact. So, now, we're going to touch on something a little more personal to me, okay? <laughs> Marvels and humans. Yeah, I guess this... I mean, we don't talk about bad news too much. Usually, it's a lot of uh, positive stuff in our show, but this might be bad news on your end. So, this is both bad and good news is what I'm going to look at. It. So, Marvel and humans. We give them an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And humans are the superpower people in the TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, it's great for me. I love watching that every week. And the movie, Focus on the Royal Family, is scheduled for a 2019 release like a week away from indiana jones 5 Mm -hmm. which is horrible for inhumans because everyone knows indiana jones despite how bad the last one is (laughs) everyone's gonna flock back to see the next one uh and and that's cool that's cool we like indiana jones but don't let it be a bad one right right disney um so 5g this week has confirmed that inhumans will most likely be delayed Mm -hmm. again to make room to give room some birth to indiana jones 5 yeah so okay um, what what every time I think about the Inhumans, okay, um, they are technically before this ever happened, before they were delayed, they were officially scheduled in for Phase Three, right? Yeah, they still are in Phase yeah. Three. Yes. See, but when I think about them, I kind of think about them as like kind of like a whole new kind of like chapter, a whole new vision that the universe can take. So I almost really like the idea of them kicking off a of Phase Four. So I I don't like that. I feel bad for you that you have to wait even longer to see Black Bolt, and it's never good when something gets delayed because that just means things get a little shaky. Uh, it just makes you a little nervous. But I would just love them to just like kick off Phase Four like balls to the wall with Inhumans. So if they have to move shift into the next phase, I would be okay with that. 
So my my I'm gonna take a little d- different turn on that. Despite how much I love the characters, I would like them to see be the end cap of Phase Three, much like Ant Man was the end cap of Phase Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inhumans are they're, they're a bold sell, man. Not a lot of people know them. Not a lot of people are gonna care. Uh, just like Ant Man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, so Ant Man's a very very bold idea. A guy who can shrink to the size of an ant and talk to ants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royal and Humans is a little different, so I, I see them being okay at the end of Phase Three, and maybe Fantastic Four will help bring them into the forefront because they're a big part of the Fantastic Ooh. Four series. Hopefully, Fantastic Four is at Marvel. Knock on wood, baby. All right, um, but the the thing that really gives me confirmation is Feige said this movie is happening, mm-hmm. and it's not a question of if it's happening, but when will it happen? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That it's not you know being delayed by Infinity War being split into two movies. Or, um, you know, a couple added films like Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or, like, Indiana Jones finding his way in there. Because I think, you know, whatever Marvel touches turns to gold. Or at least, you know, at least not silver. A very, very nice silver, but never (laughs) bronze. And um, I think Inhumans, you know, will benefit from that. And that he says that when it will happen gives me better motives that, you know, they are working on it. It's just not something that they can do something with right now because we're so far away. Mm -hmm. So I, I, as long as he says it is happening, that's all I want to hear. I don't care <laughs> if I'm the only one in the theater. I'll, I'll be there watching it. Everybody can get off my back. And come <laughs> see it. So, all right. Sorry, that's my Inhumans rant. I love the Inhumans. I, I have lots of Inhuman stuff around, so uh, it's just one of my one of my things. Um, but we're gonna move into something a little more interesting here. Um, Iron Fist, Marvel's Iron Fist, moving right along. Uh, the actor Arlio Dordar from Minority Report, the TV series, is now series regular. And that's cool. More cast, right? But David Wenham of Lord of the Rings in the movie 300 has been cast as Harold Meachin, uh, a rival of the um, the Rand family. And, like, I guess he worked with them, but, like, kind of threw him under the bus. I imagine this is kind of like an Iron Man movie, like uh, the character Jeff Bridges played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, David Williams, a great actor, uh, Lord of the Rings. He was one of the, I guess, like, was not a writer of Rohan, but like a son of somebody, um, he had long blonde hair, 300. He was the guy who went back with the eye patch to, to tell everyone the story of the 300. And, uh, he was also in the, um, Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman as his like inventor dude. Yeah. So. Either way, I think we're both excited for Iron Fist. So it's cool to see that they're starting to cast, um, Hopefully we'll get some more news uh, uh, as the, as we go through. Yes, yes. Which brings us into a series where Iron Fist could be introduced, Marvel's Luke Cage, uh-huh. right? Okay, I don't think he's going to show up actually now, the more I think about it. Um, this is something you sent to me, but I actually already had the notes. <laughs> so it doesn't so, even matter. Uh, my attempts were, yeah. were useless. No, no, no. I appreciate your attempts. It shows me you're passionate about something, Mike. So why don't you go ahead and give us this bit of news about Marvel's Luke Cage. All right, so it, it looks like... Um, uh, hold on, I'm googling something here, so I, I'm prepared. Um, oh, there we go. Apparently, you're not gotcha. prepared. This is called unprepared. I wanted to be extra prepared. So, looks like the show is going to be scored from a member from a tribe called Quest, which is awesome. I don't remember the member off the top of my head, but uh, either way, super, super, super influential uh, hip hop group. So, I'm very excited to see uh, that going too. But what I was looking up was the only footage that we've had so far of the Luke Cage show is the teaser trailer. And the song that, that underscores that is um, uh, Made You Look by Nas, 
which is cool that I like how they're bringing all of this like hip hop influence into the Luke Cage show because uh, I'm, I'm I, I love I love that mixture of bringing uh, hip hop into superheroes. That's something that we really haven't had much of yet. So I'm really digging that vibe. So that's why I was really excited to see this uh, tribe called Quest News. So I think yeah, I think this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm glad they're they're being very genuine with the show and like kind of doing their own thing and not be like, oh, we gotta you know use like dramatic you know music for this. We can actually you know bring someone in to do this. Much like I think it was was it Junkie XL who did the the Deadpool soundtrack, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. But a lot more like non traditional composers are being brought in to do scores, and that's really cool. So. Go Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, you rock. Yeah, and it looks like the um, the tribe uh, called Quest member is going to be um, Ali Shahid Muhammad. So um, either way, it, any sort of a tribe called Quest influence is going to be awesome. So looking forward to Iron Fist, looking forward to Luke Cage. And I think that segue is really good into our next bit of news. It's right, Marvel's Defenders, okay? We got a lot of news on this, believe it or not. Um, this is probably the, one of the biggest kind of unknowns in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we know Defenders is coming. We've seen three of the four. We have news on the fourth. Daredevil 2 showrunners are in charge of Marvel's Defenders. Yeah, the uh, new showrunners yeah. from season two. Yes, Douglas uh, Petri and Marco Ramirez did a great job with season two. I was kind of worried changing hands might get us, like, you know, instead of a, an A minus, we get a B plus. Uh-huh. Um, but they really knocked it out of the park and I think really upped the ante for Daredevil season two in my book. And I'm glad they're running uh, the Defenders. It's, they show they can handle multiple characters like the Punisher and Elektra yeah. and Daredevil. And also, so they were, I, I they, feel comfortable with that. They were also that. really, really good at um, creating little isolated stories and chunks. Because as we said, season two kind of was separated almost into two parts, but everything kind of interconnected. So we don't have any official news on this, but we do know that we, we feel that the Defenders is going to be a short series. I, as far as we know, we don't think Defenders is going to get a whole 13 episodes so maybe if it's more like four to six episodes it seems like they'll do a really really good job telling us a really great story in that in that condensed amount of time yeah that'll be the first thing too like the first time ever uh, marvel's i guess tv series have come together in an event Uh of that nature so we don't know what that beast looks like but i'm really excited to see how it takes shape Uh um another bit of news is daredevil brings the team together because he can't realize he can't do it alone something they realized last season you know um, he can't really fight on the, the ninjas and the mysticism and stuff. So, uh, that was interesting. Do you think Elektra might be a villain? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely gonna reappear in the universe somehow. Uh, we don't really have any news on Daredevil season three at all. And it looks like the, the showrunners that could have possibly done season three are going to be busy with the defenders. So I'm not really sure what's going to go on there. I think it's more interesting that, you know, Luke Cage is usually known for kind of being the, the lead of the defenders. So it makes sense that they're going to make it uh, daredevil, Matt Murdock, just because he's had such a, uh, a big, big kickoff on the Netflix universe. So he's been a really big lead player. And I, I love Charlie Cox and he's been, he's been a really good uh, commanding officer for the, for the, uh, for the crew that he's uh, gotten together from the two seasons. So I think that works. I was always expecting Daredevil to be the lead of the defenders, but now we know for sure. Yeah, definitely. Filming also starts at the end of this year for the defenders. So we in, you know, not, not 50 episodes, but maybe like 40, We'll be talking about some season, or I guess Defenders, you know, images from the set. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking forward to that. And that means we'll also know kind of like what the show's going to look like. Is it going to be 13 episodes? Will it be four, five, six? 
you know, maybe 26. Who knows? They could go big. Go big. 52 episodes. They got, they just went over. Oh, oh my gosh. Too much. Too much. Reel it back in. Uh, but that's awesome. And the characters are not likely to transition to Infinity War as of right now. So is that um, saying that they're not going to be on the big screen? No. Um, I, as I've heard that Mar- Marvel signs, whenever you sign a contract with Marvel, you get TV, movie, and other like rights all in your contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could they could do it. But I don't think that they're – I think that the Defenders might, you know, be doing something else while Infinity War takes place. Because that brings us kind of – our next topic is Infinity War. When I want to talk about it, and this, this could be kind of how things are a little different than we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that, they, that these characters aren't going to Infinity War, that's fine with me. I think Infinity War, it needs a lot of characters, but I think the cinematic universe has just enough characters that we don't need to add the, the TV ones just mm-hmm. yet. So, what do you think? You agree with that? You okay with yeah, that? You you on the fence? I think I'm okay with it. The one thing that I, I do really enjoy, even when the first season of Shield was really really bad, it was still a magical moment when we got to see a big player like Nick Fury uh, pop up in the show. It was just like really cool to be like, holy crap, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, this giant super mega TV, I mean, uh, movie star is on my TV show right now. I loved that feeling. It was super cool, and I I, I love it when that cross-pollination happens and um uh, you know we got to see a little bit of sif but i I don't know that wasn't executed as well in my in my head so i'm just i would lose my shit if i was watching infinity wars and daredevil popped up because it would be like so cool or it would be awesome if i was watching like um like the defenders and like a legitimate like really big star hero popped up like uh, captain america or something you know i'm really waiting for one of those moments to happen i don't think it needs to be heavy i don't think that a character needs to pop down and last for a couple episodes or daredevil needs to pop up in infinity war for like 20 whole minutes i just want to see a little bit of that kind of cross pollination cuz i i love those little moments they're so exciting so i i i'm yeah. hoping we get some of that soon yeah, I see. I see them coming down to TV rather than going up to movies. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, if I was to see one one way for them to do, as you say, the cross pollination here, um, so I, I'll I'll go either way. But uh, we'll see. We'll report that as of now, nothing. But that could change. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to Avengers Infinity War. Okay, so this is parts one and two. We're going to talk about this. Thor is confirmed for the movie. Well, we kind of figured. Yeah. That out. <laughs> um, also, Star-Lord is kind of semi-confirmed. The Rooster Brothers talked about having Star-Lord and, and him being kind of a, a player in their sandbox for this. So I think he will be confirmed as well. Um, that's great. Everyone loves Chris Pratt and Star-Lord, mm-hmm. so more him the merrier, right? Did, did that kind of make you a little, um, I don't know, it kind of makes me a little disappointed to hear the news that Star-Lord is semi-confirmed because I was kind of expecting the Guardians, all of them, to show up to Earth because Thanos is kind of like... Uh, if Thanos ends up making it to Earth, it's almost kind of the Guardian's fault that they didn't stop him on the way there. So I want to see, like, Groot and Rocket and, like, Tony Stark and, like, all of these guys just all rummaging around. So hearing the news that, hey, Star-Lord might be there, I was kind of hoping maybe for, uh, you know, the rest of them. Well, I think I think, I think think you're, you're counting your chickens a little early because the Russo brothers don't even have Civil War in theaters yet. Um I think, you know, getting him to say that much is, is kind of a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the fact they even said that gives me hope that, yes, the rest of the Guardians will appear. And we shouldn't worry. But that particular character uh, is is fresh in their minds so, maybe because, you know, it's filming Are right you trying now. to say, to I guess to bring it back to uh, Samuel L. Jackson, are you trying to say that the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence? 
Sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever you want to say, man. Uh, so yes, but this 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 is where it brings me into the the biggest news of, of Infinity War parts one and two, mm-hmm. and this is where I, something you know we might want to talk about a little bit is parts one and two are separate films. There's not one movie split into two parts. I think that is very good. I don't want to see like a to be continued at the end of part one. That'd be kind of uh, cheesy. Now, I could definitely see it ending on a, a not so much a cliffhanger, but something of a, a very dire situation mm-hmm. where nothing looks good for the next like three movies and we have to <laughs> wait a year to see kind of how the other characters evolve because there are three other movies in between. Mm-hmm. So they've got to figure out how they're going to move forward because it's not going to be consecutive all in the same day. I think. Yeah, so I, I um, think that if we think about maybe the last two Harry Potter films, those were a part one and two, but they were very much kind of meant to be watched together simultaneously. And I think those movies were also only separated by a year as well. So it sounds like we're going to get away from that you know i would almost kind of hope if the these are going to be very different movies like maybe we could get like subtitles in them like maybe we'll get like infinity war subtitle one infinity war subtitle two parts one and two make it sound like they're they're kind of supposed to be connected you know yeah and i agree and i think again we might see that evolve as it goes because i the rooster brothers again civil war still fresh in their minds mm-hmm. um when they when they sit down and start working on this larger larger event and all these characters i imagine we're going to get probably something more confirmed and more solid and i agree subtitles would be one way to do that and i see like maybe not every character appears in both movies maybe they appear in like some big climactic end of the second movie mm-hmm. um but you know we might get you know Maybe Iron Man's in one and Captain America's in the other, or, you know, the Guardians are in one set and, you know, the Asgardians are in another film because we don't need them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, would be, that would be cool to me, but I'm glad they're doing it into two movies and we can think of them as separate movies despite the confusing titles. Part one, part two. So, that, to me, that's a big win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything else you want to add to that? Because... Infinity War, I mean, to think how close, we are two years away yeah. from Infinity War. I, I think the most important thing to do is to go ahead and roll on because, man, we talked, we, we, we introduced the show as uh, a trailer uh, magnificent masterpiece, and, man, we're only, like, halfway through these trailers. There is so much news this week. Like, we, 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 can't, even, we can't even take a, a, a chance to stop and breathe after Infinity War. We can't. We got to. We got to move on to the biggest, not the biggest, some crazy news. <laughs> Kingsman, the Golden Circle, the sequel that everyone wants, uh, that's crazy. Channing Tatum has joined the cast. Yeah, I guess he uh, he's not too concerned about uh, getting re- prepared for a Gambit, the movie that we have no idea what the hell's going on with. Um, but it seems like the rumor is that this is going to be uh, possibly an American spy, you know, to kind of uh, well, it- brush up against Taron Egerton's British spy. So I don't, I don't think it's a rumor at this point because he did tweet an image showing the... Um, the uh, U.S. version of the of the their what are their Kingsman and then the Statesman. Mm-hmm. He's a Statesman. Uh, the very it looks like uh, from the poster a southern very southern accent, very southern draw. Maybe he's getting ready for his Statesman <laughs> role. You never know. Yeah, I guess he just he's just talking that all day, and that's how he auditioned. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you're cast, buddy. Um, but that's kind of a surprise announcement. I didn't expect Chain Tatum to join Kingsman. I don't know how I feel. I don't care about Chain Tatum. You may like him. Uh, a lot of people may love him, but I just. To me, I go either way. I'm like, I don't. I'll give her. It makes me excited. I mean, um, Channing Tatum is a huge draw for any movie, and Kingsman getting a sequel is already super awesome. They're bringing in these huge, these huge guys, so that's that's super cool. I'm very excited for Golden Circle. 
Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll knock on wood that he brings something to the table mm-hmm. rather than takes it away at this point. Uh, which we might have some more news for him later on. I'll talk about that. Deadpool two has officially been announced by Fox. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is really exciting. Yeah, a little bit of a, a no brainer. We kind of uh, expected this. So <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like the Batman announcement. Honestly, like yeah, we know it was coming. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is signed. The original creative team is coming back, and they are bringing Cable, much like they tease at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. So spoilers, sorry, but Cable's coming. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you shouldn't see Deadpool. I excited. I'm excited to own Deadpool on DVD. Like, we get to see Civil War, and then next week I get on Deadpool. So I'm going to be watching that on repeat for a week straight. Which kind of kicks off into some mutant news here. A lot of, lot of, lot of Fox mutant news this week. And that uh, we get X-Men Apocalypse, a fan favorite mutant, is to appear in the film. I know who it is. Do you want to know who it is, Mike? Oh, man. Um, fan favorite mutant to appear in the film. I, I want to know, but... I don't know. Do you think I should know? You know you know me pretty well. Do you think I want to know? I think you could guess it without even trying, honestly. And and that's kind of why I put this on. I'm like, is this news? Is this not news? Is this rumor? I don't know where it fits in there. Um, but you could guess it if you sat and thought of it for like 10 seconds. You know what? I don't want to. I, I don't want to know. I think uh, this okay. X-Men Apocalypse movie, since the trailers have been lackluster, they, they need as much draw to me as I can possibly get. So uh, we'll leave that in the dark. But it's cool to know that we're kind of getting something that we haven't seen in the trailer. So I'm, I'm looking forward. Yes. So if you guys want to know that. Tweet at me, Valdan, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I'll tell you who it is. I'll direct message. I'll direct message you because I don't want Mike to know. So <laughs> we are on full Royer lockdown this week for Civil War stuff. So mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta keep that keep that locked. Last bit of mutant news: New Mutants. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a little bit before. Um, the second draft of the script has been turned in by writers Josh Boone and Nate Lee. Awesome. Which we talked about this. I think it was last September, October, when the first draft was turned in. So the fact that there's a second draft and Fox is you know, petition or not petition, but you know, hired a second draft means they're probably pretty serious about this movie. We've talked a little bit about you know characters being in like uh, Wolfsbane and uh, Storm appearing and a couple other female characters. Magic. Uh, hopefully that's true. The second draft of the script may be a little different. We may you know they may have changed some stuff around from that bit of news. But New Mutants Fox needs to really you know embrace their mutant side, go a little crazy, get a little wild, show us characters we've not seen before, and just give Fantastic Four back to Marvel, because to hell with that shit. Well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so, let's forget it. Let's go to our third trailer. We've talked about a lot of stuff today. It's big, big news week. Uh-huh. Third trailer. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I think this trailer dropped last Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, this is one of the first ones we got. Teaser trailer number two is what it's been titled at, I'm pretty sure. Uh... I still am yet to see any Fantastic Beasts that I wouldn't care about. And that's actually what I was going to bring up. I was like, I watched the trailer. I I really liked the trailer. I thought it was really magical. I'm really looking forward to going back to to this uh, wizarding world and going back in in the past to America. I think it's going to be really, really fun. We got to see a little bit of Colin Farrell. We got to see a little bit of magic, and I really liked the tone of the movie. But the whole time I was thinking... Just like Chris said when we got the first teaser trailer, this movie is called Fantastic Beasts, and all we got was a couple claws coming out of a briefcase, and we got this one little, like, mole that was holding, like, a coin purse sliding across the floor for, like, four frames. So, yeah, like, I totally agree with you. There is, like, no beasts in this movie, and I'm guessing maybe that's because it's a teaser trailer. Uh, I'm I'm predicting that our first big trailer that's going to come out probably in the heat of the summer when the summer is really, really 
really going and going strong. We're going to get a whole big first full trailer, and we're going to get some really big, um, awesome-looking monsters. And uh, I think, I guess for people like you, you really need that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's cool to hear the Harry Potter theme song in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the little notes and jingle or whatever it is. But, like, it's not enough to sell me. Like, I get it, it's set in the Harry Potter world, but it's not Harry Potter. And the, this, if it didn't say Fantastic Beast, I don't consider a little mold dude a Fantastic <laughs> Beast. More like a, a, an okay rodent, like an average rodent, mm-hmm. and, and where to find it. Well, it's right here. We found it. I mean, the point of it being, yes, it's great, it's awesome. The idea's there, but, like, the title is still shoving, like, I'm still shaking me back and forth on, on how I can, you know, really give into that and see what it, what it does. Well, so, we'll, we'll check back with me, you. the trailer was okay. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. check back with you after the first official trailer and see how you feel. Yeah, since it's a WB property, I imagine Suicide Squad will have the second, the last trailer, or at least a big one attached to it, so mm-hmm. knock on wood. Trailer number four for the week. This one was probably one of them I thought was, I was really funny for you. Like, I'm like, I got to get Mike this Team NT2 trailer because <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Mike's favorite thing, guys. Remember that. That's that's our ongoing joke. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so Team NT2 Out of the Shadows gave us a new trailer, trailer number two this week. Mike, what did you think of it? Later. Oh, on. man, this trailer is so much fun. So when we've been talking about comic book movies in the past, we're thinking about, oh, they're they're converting this comic book to a movie. You know, we talk about the level of detail they take from the comic book page, how much inspiration they take. You know, are they are they bringing the vibe, the vibes off the pages to the screen? This is a totally different scenario where they're taking my favorite Saturday morning cartoons growing up and they're turning it into a movie. This isn't a comic book movie. This is a Saturday morning cartoon movie and it looks really really fun you know we got some beastie boys at the end no sleep till brooklyn attached on to the end of this trailer you know just some fun stuff is going on no one's taking any of this very seriously it just looks like it's going to be a blast in the theater and i kind of wish i would have uh, seen the first movie in the theater uh a friend of the show quentin parker ended up i believe he saw it in theaters he told me it was really really good i was so hesitant to see that first one but i ended up catching it on um on video release and it was fun, and this looks like it's going to be even more fun and even taken less seriously. So I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of nice knowing that I can go into like um, uh, an, an action uh, summer blockbuster movie and there's not a whole lot riding on it. You know, I'm not so much worried about like a universe or a property being adapted well. This just looks like it's going to be fun. I can, it looks like I can, I can just relax when I go to the movie, you know? Okay, yeah, I guess so. So here's my th- my problems with it. <laughs> it looks like it has like the same setups as the first movie. And I mean that in two ways. First off, they're going down a river while they're being chased in a tank. It was very reminiscent of them going down the snowy mountain in the first one, uh-huh. being chased by the military. And secondly, the final looking battle looks like it's on top of a damn building where the, the big battle of the, fir- the, the first one was. Um had those two like everything else looks cool like it looks fun like oh he's like oh look i'm a little piggy like kind of thing really laugh really like they're they're really getting into the characters mm-hmm. and having fun with them well some some I people agree with that but but some people were hit those parallels don't 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 fit well for me. well to say uh that so. looks like their final battle might be on a roof some people were saying it looks like these 
these things that are coming out of space are parts and like maybe the climactic ending of the film is these parts are going to go to the ground and assemble the technodrome which could be really the really technodrome cool. is in the air at the beginning yeah so i think it's it's in the air so it's already no, there I, I think it's gonna i think it's gonna go uh it's gonna go street side it's gonna be awesome it just looks like a whole lot of fun and i'm glad i don't have to worry too much about it <laughs> yeah that this is one thing you don't have to worry about because you're either gonna like it or you're gonna hate it there's no in between if you don't like turtles movies you're gonna hate it, like. But if you if you don't, like, you're gonna yeah. enjoy it. So yeah, I agree. But those two parallels to me, I'm like, eh, maybe not theater, maybe not theater <laughs> worthy. But if we get enough feedback for a spoiler cast of TMNT two, I'll do it. Okay, cool. If we if enough people want to do a spoiler cast, if Mike, if you want to do a spoiler cast, <laughs> enough, I'll go watch it for you. Okay, so I guess Just before we get into these last little chunks of news that are gonna that are gonna close out the show, so we've talked about our four trailers. Uh, which one uh, gets you more uh, excited than the other ones? Uh, Doctor Strange, of course. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can't say uh, I, it's the best trailer I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I think th- I think yeah, that's Doctor Strange out of these. I, th- four. I think that's fair. And does that go the same for you? Actually, I think uh, the Fantastic Beast trailer might get me more excited, just because I, I feel like there's uh, there's more uh, universe like kind of that we already know about. So a lot of the legwork has already been done. So I'm already kind of imagining what could happen. Um, I kind of uh, so there's not enough legwork in the Marvel universe after, four, <laughs> after 13 films. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, the the trailer just engaged me a little bit more. But yeah, the Doctor Strange trailer was fun. It was big news. But yeah, not the not the most exciting trailer I've ever seen. But yeah, yeah, I think you said it well. So bam, four trailers knocked out. Uh, let's let's wrap this bad boy up with these uh, little tidbits that we got going here. I'm looking at yes, the la- I'm looking at the last one that we're going to talk about, and I'm just I'm looking looking forward to getting to that. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on these. You know, <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. So in the link, Men in Black in the 21 Jump Street crossover, the low. Uh, Potential logo has been revealed and titled MIB-23, which actually kind of rolls off the tongue pretty well. Uh-huh. I kind of enjoy that. Uh, so it could be, I don't know, Men in Black is going to be a new team. They've said the 21 Jump Street, I don't know if it's going to be Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, but again, Channing Tatum, so hot right now, he's in everything, <laughs> right? Uh, any Anything you want to add to that, Mike? I mean, no, they, they, they I'm said a Men that, in Black fan. They said but not, that they don't think Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith will come back. Uh, I, I think it kind of makes sense that if if they're probably not going to come back, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill have to be in the movie, or, or like, what's the fucking point? It doesn't really make any sense. So, yeah. uh, Well, to the, the 23 implies it's a sequel to that one, uh-huh. to 21 Jump Street, because it was 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, 23, uh-huh. where Men in Black doesn't have a, a sequel yeah. kind of to go off. I mean, of. I would love to see maybe uh, Tommy Lee Jones or somebody from the original movies kind of pop up, but either way, it's it's not a big make or break for me. I, I'm looking forward to them basically doing uh, 21 Jump Street with Aliens. Yes, so we'll, 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 we're going to see how that plays out. Uh, next up, Ghost in the Shell. We've talked about this movie scar- starring Scarlett Johansson as the Major. Our first look at Scarlett Johansson as the Major has caused a lot of controversy online. Mm. People are like, well, she's not Asian. But I'm of the impression that just because it's an anime does not mean that character's Asian. Yeah, well, uh, so. the one thing I don't get is where was all of this uh, controversy when it was announced? They, they said that Scarlett Johansson was going to be the lead in Ghost in the Shell a long time ago. So I guess people actually have to see it to get infuriated. I don't know. Um, 
I was a fan of anime back uh, when I was younger. I watched some Ghost in the Shell, and I thought the the movie was an interesting idea. As long as they don't do anything super crazy, like like trying to say that she is legitimately Japanese or something like that. She's very much a white character, so as long as she's played off as like, you know, she is a Caucasian from her character's perspective, I think that'll be okay. But you know, it, it's it's Ghost in. She looks like the character. That's what I I, I don't get. She looks like the character from the the. The cartoons. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't see the problem. But I mean, it's it's Ghost in a Shell. I mean, they were everyone was kind of up in arms saying like, oh, why couldn't they get like an Asian American actress in there? Maybe the the chick from uh, Pacific Rim. I think that would have been cool, but I don't think that would ever happen just because from a studio perspective, they're taking a chance on a property that most people uh, that they need to go see this movie to support the to support the production have never seen or heard of Ghost in a Shell before. So they absolutely have you seen it. Um, I mean, I've seen I've seen it uh, some of it before, but I mean, I've not seen it. But, so. I mean, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, like, you got to get a big name in there, and unfortunately, there's not a huge uh, selection of big name Asian American actresses. I would, I I could see Chloe Bennett pulling it off yeah. from Agents of Shield. She she actually could pull it off really really well. So she she's half Asian descent, so it works. In a out. perfect role, they would cast it as they should to match the characters in the show, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Um, I, let's just hope the movie's good. Let's just hope for a good quality movie, okay? Yeah, and, and that's the same for our next topic: Power Rangers. <laughs> Are we gonna get a good one or not? Here's the reboot logo. Don't care, man. I I don't give two shits about this movie. I, Power Rangers and a lightning bolt. Bam! We got yeah. it. Nailed it. Power Rangers was fun when I was a kid. I have no idea if this is gonna translate. <laughs> oh well. Let's move on to something a little more. Yeah, I like it a little better. Okay, the tick. The Tick, the reboot coming up. Perry Serenifowitz is the Tick. Jackie Earl Haley of from Watchmen fame has joined as a character called the Terror. Mm. So they're getting some big names for this this Tick show, which is really crazy because I don't see the Tick being big budget or you know high quality acting. Yeah. Uh, the the Tick to me is very goofy, very I like the nineties nineties early two thousands TV show. Um, with the guy who voices Joe on Family Guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my it's head. It's just crazy but, that the show is coming back in general. So I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't even know if I'll watch it just because I don't really. I never really caught much of any of the versions of the Tick, whether it was the animated series or the live action one. So I'm just kind of I'm familiar with the character basically. I you know I don't really uh, know much about him. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it. So, but anyway, and this 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 last bit of news is going to get Mike's goat, um, <laughs> if you will. Uh, Avatar, the movie, not the Last Airbender, mm. has announced that instead of not one sequel, not two sequels, not three sequels, but four <laughs> full sequels, <laughs> five Avatar movies all together. It has been so. You know what's really really funny is like. We were talking in an earlier show uh, months ago that it's just like, hasn't it just been too long? The steam has really cooled off from when that first Avatar movie came out. You know, it almost seems like um, we're getting movies that are just um, adapting off of an old property, almost just like, hey, remember that classic movie Avatar? We should make some sequels. That movie was good. People liked that, right? But it's not that case. That's not the scenario because I think we had announcements of a sequel of Avatar like after the first movie came out. So these sequels have been long, long in production planning stages, and we're finally getting an extra one now. It's just really weird, you know? Well, it's hard to write movie sequels when you're down at the bottom of the ocean with James Cameron. Uh, I, I think I think the ink, the, the the pressure from the the water makes the ink not work in the pen or something like. That. I don't. I mean, I'm kidding. Regardless, the sequels, Avatar two is supposed to come out in 2018. Okay, 
supposed to. <laughs> Avatar 3 is 2020. Avatar 4 is 2022. So every two years here. And Avatar 5 is 2023, which makes no sense. Unless, like, you've planned to split four into two movies and, like, just do them a year Are part. these blue aliens engaging enough for four more movies? I don't even know if the blue aliens are in the movie. Like, there's, a, there's so many different planets they can go to, like, supposedly, where they can get, you know, Unobtainium 2. Huh? Huh? Or is it Avatar The Quest for More Money? Like, is that one of the subtitles that we don't know about? Because Avatar, just to me, I don't care for the first one. Like, I will not go back and watch that movie before if the second one ever comes it out. Wasn't, because it wasn't an enough. awful movie. It's just there wasn't much special there. All of the hoopla around the first Avatar movie was the 3D, the all-digital, the crazy craftsmanship that went into producing this spectacle. Uh, but all yeah. of that has worn off. We have we have surpassed all of that technology, and now it's mundane by now because that's how quickly technology moves. So unless James Cameron is going to do something crazy with the sequel, like introduce some sort of weird, like fourth dimensional watching experience, I don't really know what's going to go on. I don't, we talked about that last week. I don't want him to do it. So <laughs> James Cameron, get out of our theaters. You you leave us alone. <laughs> um, but that's the end of our news. There, um, I you know people may not notice, but my computer died in the middle of this recording. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we had to switch computers, and we have to edit that in. So if you can find that, let us know. Yeah, that's always uh, technically there's like two edits in this show, which is two times. Yeah, this like this the normal. This edit. has been an episode for sure. Not only do we have all of this news that we had to dish out there, but we were interrupted several times. I had a random ancient android cell phone from like years ago just spring to life with an alarm going off like partway through the show then like you had a you literally had a computer die you think a board yeah. in it just exploded and you had to switch computers uh, hopefully all of the audio is set and good uh but I, I think you i think i think everything came together well this was a crazy amount of news i can't imagine what's coming next week um I don't even want to think about it. Like, <laughs> Let's get through this episode first, Mike, then we'll focus on next week's stuff. So in the meantime, uh, if they want to follow you throughout the week and see what your crazy shenanigans are up to, like, <laughs> where can they do that, Mike? Well, they can always follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, you were talking about a popular mutant popping up in uh, X-Men Apocalypse. I don't want to know. I want to stay in the dark. But if people want to reach out to you, get a, get a little a direct message on who that's going to be, where can they find you? Yeah, you can go to Twitter and find me at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll be there, you know, direct messaging you, giving away spoilers, if you will. Uh, but also, you know, you can find me on Comic UI, where I posted most of these trailers and talk about them. And uh, we'll probably be doing a lot more writing on there coming up soon. Um, so find me on Comic UI buddies so uh in the meantime i know they're listening to the podcast right now mike because who would not want to listen to our sultry voices <laughs> every day all, at every chance they get but where else can they find the superhero slate if they're so interested oh, and so inclined all right as i always do to wrap up this kind of a this was a this was an extra large episode uh uh like just like i can't tell i lost my time <laughs> just like when you buy something at the grocery store you got maybe 15 percent more this time around but as always you can visit us at superhero slate.com that is the best place to find all the avenues the shows are connected to we are on itunes youtube soundcloud stitcher tumblr subscribe to us via email you can like us on facebook you can follow us on twitter holy crap if you're a fan of the show head on over to itunes and leave us a review it helps us pop up in some fresh eyeballs get some new listeners uh, popping in the earbuds listening yeah. to our voices and if you're a super fan of the show share the show with a friend spread the love of superhero slate that is the episode that is the week chris yes. it has been fun talking to you and i think it's time to wrap this up 
yes, I need to go perform um, triage, if you will, a word I learned from Mike this week, <laughs> on my laptop because I don't know where the first 15 minutes of the show is. So let's get out of here and go, go look at it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.